This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Hello, hello, hello. This week's awesome and inspiring guest is Sean Harper. I looked all over the internet all about Sean and I got so excited that he's our guest today. You guys are going to have a lot of fun. I think we're going to learn some new tips and tricks just to win in life and have a blast. So let me tell you though a little bit about Sean before we bring him on because I'm biting at the chomp here. Sean's childhood was marked with poverty and disabilities. This did not deter him in life. Sean has a winner's mindset and develops strategies to win in life. All right, that's what we want. Here are some of his achievements. He's a former NFL player. Ooh, football season, that's good. He's a husband. He's a father. He's a multi-million dollar business owner, a motivational speaker, and author. Sean has been a keynote speaker at many conferences and assemblies, banquets, special events, churches, and more. This is only the beginning for him, I'm sure. Welcome, Sean. How are you? I am doing absolutely wonderful. Thank you for having me on, and uh, we're going to have fun today. We're going to win. That's what I want to do. I want to have fun, 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 fun. I've watched you, so you know. Me and Sean have never met before. We've we've never even chatted, and. I looked all him up on the internet and his website and stuff just to find a little bit about him. But Sean, let's pretend you and I are just like, you know, having a cup of coffee, right? And I just met you for the first time. Mm -hmm. I just want to know, how'd you make the transition? You know, how did you make it from, hey, NFL football player to being a motivational speaker? Okay, so... Wow. Um, That's okay. I know. I want to start off with that. Yeah. If I can give you a little bit of the backstory that led into that, that would be, you know, if that's okay. That's amazing. Okay, sure. Um, So, as you mentioned earlier, I had tons, tons of challenges. Um, I had uh, stuttered my entire life, actually. I could not complete, I couldn't complete a sentence till college uh, for five documented learning disabilities, kicked out of a couple schools because of disciplinary issues. Oh. Uh, and let me stop right there for a second. I was not a bad boy, but in a lot of regards, I was worse. I was a mad boy. I was very angry. Um, not having a father, but, uh, one of five to six kids. Um, in fact, I left high school with a 1.62 accumulative GPA, not on my ACT. Um, voted, voted most likely to fail. But underneath all of that was a dream. And that's what I would love to talk about because outside of faith, there's nothing more powerful than the dream. And the dream was to one day be a a professional football player. The dream was one day to help people. And I've been blessed to use my voice to do it. Um, But all I saw was uh, pain versus versus possibilities. so I go up to this junior college in Iowa, Mason. Now, hey, 
I'm keeping it real. I'm from the hood in yeah. Columbus, right? Yeah. And I'm in in these cornfields in Mason City, Iowa. Okay, it's really it's an interesting place yeah. up there. Different culture shock, the whole nine yards. And um, that first year at that junior college, I didn't step on the field one time. And I picked up the phone and I called my mom. I said, "Mom, I quit. I want to come home." And she encouraged me, you know. And she's like, "Go back there." And I went back. And to make a long story short, one day in the field, I yelled. No one was around. I yelled. I said, "All I have is a dream." Wow. I don't know where I, I, I don't know where this dream is coming from. Yeah. Because there's nothing in me or around me that validates the dream and the calling to help people to be an, a, a professional football player. I don't, where's this dream coming from? Yeah. And then I wrote down three letters, NFL. And every day I said, NFL, that's where I'm going. Wow. NFL, that's where I'm going. And from there, yeah. I, was, I, I went to college and I was drafted. And while I'm playing football, it's crazy, but while I'm playing football, um, they would ask professional football players to speak on the offseason for charitable events. And I always signed up because, hey, I get to help people. And I would, you know, struggle through and struggle through and I got better and I got better and I got better. And one day my football career ended, but my speaking career did not. God. So I'm sorry. If, yeah. I'm sorry if I took this long. No, you didn't because I was going to go back that yeah. way anyhow. That's OK. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's that's what happened. What actually sparked the whole thing was when I was in the fifth grade. And I don't know why, because I'm st- St- stuttering in class, yeah. right? Yeah. And my fifth grade, you know, it's funny. My fifth grade teacher said, Sean, I want you to read this poem, not in front of the school, but on the intercom. I mean, the intercom. Right. Every, every room heard me give this crazy poem. And I gave this poem and I got back to the room and the teacher's like, amazing job. And that was the spark. It started the whole thing. That's crazy. (laughs) That is whacked. Isn't that how like that? And you remember it to this day so clear. Yes. 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 Big big difference in your life. Yes. Yes. Sometimes, Sometimes it takes somebody to see what you can't see. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That one person that sees in you something you just can't see yet. Right. Right. Or, 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 or you see it, you see a glimpse of it, but you've allowed people's opinions to become your reality. And so you easily discard it. Oh, good point. Good point. Very good point. All right. So I would love just to dive in a little bit more, if you don't mind, to the childhood stuff. Is that okay with you? You know what? You have you have today poetic license. You can talk about anything you want. Okay. <laughs> well, we have something in common because I, I grew up in um, the projects too. And so I have... Where at? Where? Oh, I grew up in a town called Phillipsburg, New Jersey. Ooh. So it was in a part of Jersey. And the whole town was, a I would say, like a middle class town. But in that town, you know, there was uh, two different projects. Mm. And Mm. I think I felt weirder because most people 
weren't in the projects. Does that make sense to you? Because yes. where I went to school, it wasn't like, okay, I went to school in, in, you know, in the hood. You know, it was an average school, you know, a nice school. But I felt like the outsider coming yeah. in. Like the, what you said, the people's judgments, like, you know, project yeah. kit. You know what? That makes it even worse, actually. Because you know of another standard, yeah, and 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 then and then a you're not able to obtain it, and b you hope to God they don't realize you don't have it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it was a little different than I wasn't like dodging bullet. You know what I mean? It wasn't right. that kind of. It was more for the poverty issue. Not that they didn't have their share of stuff going on, but <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I understand. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. But. The reason I'm, I'm, and I don't want, it's not about me, so I want to go right back to you. Uh, <laughs> make sure we get off that, you know, because people are going to say, wait a minute, I didn't know that about I her. Know, but I know, I know, I know. Yes, yeah. tell me more, Clarice. Don't lie, because I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're like, wait a minute, that's a new thing we found out about Sandy. But um, for you, like, I know you, you, yeah. you talked about how... You had, you know, had the dream and how you shouted it out. But back then, when you were a kid, and you said, you know, you were angry, right? You weren't a bad mm-hmm. kid. You were angry, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When did you move out of that anger? Wow! Um, like because how long were you angry? Do you know what I mean? Like sure. And and I understand why you were, but when did that? Did some of it stop? You know, so, you know, did it subside gradually? Did somebody spark you back then when you were younger? Because that's the part I would love. Yeah, it's it's a uh, um, anger. Anger to me is a second emotion, and what I mean by that is is that is that anger is never the disease; is always the symptom of. And yes. So usually. There's hurt, and then that hurt turns yeah. to anger, or there's rejection, and the rejection turns to anger. I think for me, it wasn't so much of the hurt, it was the rejection, and anger was the manifestation of the rejection. And so what I've used, or what I did for a long time, to be honest and to keep it real, is that I had that I'm going to show you mentality. Yeah. And and so I just overperformed, overperformed. That was me. But you know, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna prove but, you wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm I'm gonna prove. But you know what's so amazing, and it was so detrimental about that, is that once you get to a certain part or a certain height, that runs out of oxygen. Yes, correct. And 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 one or two things that happen: either a, it will begin to consume you. Because anger always destroys the container that it's held in. Or B, you become lackadaisical and you you lose your fight until you tap into another source. And so this has been like a, you know, 5, 10, 15 year journey for me once I started playing football and once I retired. Even within the last few years, it's just slowly... Slowly taking the logs off the fire, slowly taking the logs off the fire, and now pulling from another source, another fuel base. And the fuel base is that I'm trying to pull from is that there are other Sean Harpers out there. There are other people out there that need motivated, encouraged, antagonized, 
whatever I have to do to take them to the next level. That's, that's, that's where I'm at. So you just, because you know, people always say you can't have two thoughts at the same time. You know how they say that? Like if Mm -hmm. you're coming, you can't be fear-based and love-based at the same time. You know, you have to be one or the other. You know, yeah, you can't, yeah. can't be worried and, okay, it's coming from a loving space. So right. you're doing the same thing. You're changing it right. from anger to fueling it of all the other people that you could mm-hmm. m- motivate and help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's exactly what I'm doing. And, and, and I'm learning and I'm appreciating the fact that it's a cleaner burn, you know, um, it's, it's, it's now I am, I am playing for an audience of one. It doesn't matter, you know, because yeah. when you're, because, because honestly, when you're in that, I'm going to show me mode, two things. Um, wow. And it's, and it's, and it's both, both are, are extremely devastating and debilitating. Number one is, is that. Although you don't realize it, you're still playing for the people. And so when, so when the audience rejects you, you still feel bad. You oh, know? yeah. Uh, and it's like, gonna how come I can't uh, um, rid, rid myself of trying to um, perform for people? And, and the other thing that it does is that it places you in a reactionary state. And as long as you are reacting to something, you can never proact. Good point. Yeah, good point. There, I like the way you stated that. You know, I haven't heard it said quite that way. i got to make sure I write that down here. Yeah, I like that. That's, it's, it's amazing to me, though. I mean... What you said, of course, you're still working on it. You know how, I don't know about you, but you think, well, shouldn't I be over that by now? Like, I know that, you know, like logically. And do you ever get tough on yourself? Because I know I do that. Hey, how can I not know this? How can I not get this lesson? I mean, come on, look at look at my age. I should be done this. And you know what? And, 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 and this, honestly, this is what I... If I could say it nicely, I'll say it in French. I do detest. I do not like about our culture is that we're not able to be transparent, even in my industry as a motivational speaker. You know, you would think that we're all like, hey, life is great. And you can do things. You know, it, it's yeah, yeah. garbage. Because if there isn't resistance in your life, if there isn't pressure in your life, one or two things is going on. Okay, number one, you've even, you, you have either uh, um, have a great elixir Maybe you're into maybe drugs or you're like a professional in escapism or be your dead. Okay. Yeah. You have to have pressure. Adversity can break you, but it also can make you a record breaker. And so you have to have pressure. You have to have adversity in your life. It's what you do with it that 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 leads to destruction or it leads to growth. You will always be working on yourself because guess what? You are human. Yep. You're not a robot. No. And once you get, you, even once if you do get something, there's going to be something else, right? Always. Yes. Yes. Unless, like, like I mentioned before, unless you uh, stop right where you're at. 
Yeah. And this is this is this is my life. I'm comfortable. I go this way to work every day. I come home. I don't want no disruptions. And guess what? You will not grow. And then you have to deal with the disease of regret. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I was reading one of your first takeaways, and I like I don't like to. We don't have to, you know, do them all because I want the conversation just to go back and forth. And I feel like you're just going to be such a source of knowledge. But I really think this is so important about the winning small daily battles, mm-hmm. you know, you know, and how that compounds to greater ones. And I would mm-hmm. love for you to talk about that because I think sometimes we overlook the small things and don't realize little things can make a huge difference in our success. So when I played uh, football one year, the coach comes in and he writes down a word, a word that everyone knows. He writes down the word Super Bowl. Like, yeah. So there's like, you know, 60, 70 guys in the room, and we're all looking at him write the word Super Bowl. But then he writes down championship. Then he writes down playoffs. Then he writes down winning certain amount of games. Then he writes down uh, um, getting more touchdowns than your opponent. Then he writes down so many first downs. And he breaks it all the way down to running a play. If you run enough plays, you get enough first downs, you get enough touchdowns, you get to the playoffs, you get to the championship, you get to the Super Bowl. Plain and simple. So you got to keep one eye on focused on where you're at and at, at the same time have the vision for where you're going. I love so that. You, oh, I love so that he did that too in that order. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yes, you know, it's, you know, everyone has, you know, vision and that, but it takes a process and to keep your mind or your focus on the moment, living in the now being present, but at the same time, always looking out over the horizon where you're going. So you don't run into a ditch. I love that. And I think how cool, like how, like how he did that for everyone, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and then you def- you're like, yeah, I get that, I get mm-hmm. it. You know, mm-hmm. so was it fun? I, I would what? say in my next life, I'm coming back as a football player. It, it, football, playing at that level, it was fast. It okay. was fast. Okay. The game, the game is extremely fast. Fast. Everything about playing. Professional football is fast. I probably had, outside of college, I probably had more fun in that span than I've ever had in my entire life. Just to be in the locker room and to hear, you know, 40, 50 guys just laughing and joking, all like atypical D on the disc, you know, one up in each other, hearing yeah. the stories and yeah. the exploits. It's just, God, it was so fun. It was so fun. I loved it. I had a blast. I had a blast. I'm so happy to hear that because I think the same thing. I think the most fun would be the locker room stuff. Yes, it was. <laughs> and the stuff just, on the sidelines, you know? The, the, the adventures, it's like, it's like a fraternity, right? Yeah. And so whenever you see another football player, you know, you don't you you don't even have to have the full conversation. It's like, yep, I know. I had yep, us too. 
you know? Yeah. Because what, because what people don't realize, and I'll just share this, the NFL is one big team. Now, the fans enjoy their particular teams, but yeah. the NFL is one big team. And, you know, you want to make the NFL. And so the plays are similar. Um, this is why you could take a player one week and trade him in the next week. Hey, he's playing for another team and he's running their plays because the everything is extremely similar in the NFL. Practices are similar by design because it's because it's one big team and I love it. Or I loved it and I still love it actually. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? Yeah. You know what? Football kind of ruined me a little bit because you I see the game. Well, well, <clears throat> that's a long, dark, personal story, but I will share because I promise you I would. When they fired Tom Landry years ago when I was a baby, it just scarred me. I, it's like I need like a Dr. Phil moment to forgive the owner for firing Tom Landry when oh I was a baby. <laughs> I you know what though? I think I think I've kind of got over it because I realized that it was a business decision. Yeah. Yeah. But well, well, you know what? I like the Indianapolis Colts and I like the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Yeah. Not going to go over well here in Philly there. <laughs> you know what? It's you guys, you guys would get over that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Just going down the South Street, you know, and have a couple Philly steak sandwiches, you'd be all right. <laughs> exactly. All right. I want to jump to this because I love it. this. I love this. Turning struggle into strength when confronting <laughs> multi dimensional issues that require teamwork and cohesiveness. All right. Mm -hmm. Talk to me, Sean. Well, I kind of touched on it earlier, is, is um, <clears throat> you have to, you have to have resistance in your life to fly. You have to have it. And so when you get on a plane, what makes a plane fly is you have fire or energy pushing against resistance and then the wings adjust themselves and then it flies above the resistance just like an eagle flies above the storm. Okay, if there's no resistance, it's really hard to grow. When you go to the gym and you work out and you lift weights, mm -hmm. you have to have resistance with because if you lift weights with eight pounds and you think you're going to get bigger, you won't get bigger. You need 25s on there. You need 100 pounds. And as you grow, the resistance grows. And that's how we grow physically. That's how we grow mentally, which is why. And I'm going to piss a lot of your listeners off, which is why I do not like the tunnel or the participation trophy when kids are four, five, six and seven years of age, because we teach them that there's no resistance in life. And when Ooh. that happens and when that happens, when they get older and they come up against adversity or when they come up against that major breakup, that pain hits them so hard that they're not able to recover because that muscle of rejection or discouragement has not been uh, nurtured. Case in point, this happened just this morning. My son, for the first time ever, 
got a detention, right? It was right. so cute. How old is he? he? He's 17. Right? Oh, my goodness. He's in high school, and he got a detention because he left class a couple minutes. This happened this morning. And he is he left a junior detention. or senior? He's a senior. Yeah. So he left you know, class a few minutes early, he snuck out and he got detention, right? Yeah. And so he's looking at me like, Dad, you know, save me. I'm like, nah, bruh, you're going to feel this because now you're going to be late to practice and now you're going to weaken the team and you have to learn and realize that your actions have a profound effect on people around you and the people that you're connected to. So whatever you need to suffer, you need to suffer this now. Feel the consequences now. This is a great lesson for you. We don't get that. Kids aren't taught that. They don't feel the heat like they should nowadays, early on. Got well, you know what? I, I don't I don't think they're gonna hate you. I think there are a okay. lot of parents that agree. I think the only controversy you're gonna have is when they're so young, people say, um, it's okay, it's not that we don't want them to understand winning or losing, but we want them to love the game so they don't keep score and stuff like that. I don't know how you feel yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. That's yeah, when they're I'm little. Sorry. Right, right. So, so, so I don't, I want them to enjoy the game. Yeah. But sports is a microcosm of life. Like, where else in 2018 or 2019, where else does a kid learn? Now, this is pretty deep. Where else does a kid learn perseverance? Where else would a kid learn grit? Where else, where in our society is grit, perseverance, dealing with adversity, problem solving to that level, learning how to win, learning how to lose, getting better when you yeah. lose? Where else is that taught? Nowhere. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know because, like, I wish I knew this. Like, I don't know the answer to when they're little. I do get because I know my husband and I were that way too. Like, they shouldn't just get a trophy to get a trophy. Even my son at a young age goes, "Why are they doing this? Do, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't really deserve that trophy, you know? And yet that." You know, hey, loving the game when you're little, don't get like they don't understand winning or losing so that I guess they'll enjoy the sport later. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. You know, I don't yeah. know that part. But yeah. I, I do agree that they have to be able to handle, you know, defeat. I remember every year up until middle school is over, I've had a big Easter icon. Mm -hmm. And... They all had little candy, and they all had little money in it, but there was one egg that was the golden egg, and it had $5 in it, right? The one egg. Every year, somebody would get angry at me because the other kids would cry that they didn't find the golden egg, although they all had stuff. But I remember, and I thought, oh, God, maybe I should stop that. Maybe I shouldn't like have you know the one golden egg, even though everybody else gets gifts. And the one mother said to me, who has like, Four kids, all in sports. No Sandy. They have to learn it's okay. You know, they have to learn yes. that they're not going to get the golden egg every day and how to handle that and be happy for their friends. So, and that stuck with me forever. Yes. yes. You know? They, yes. 
they Be have go ahead I'm sorry no because that's that's a big deal you know and I was almost going to be like yeah everybody gets the same thing you know but I don't know what made me have the golden egg and then I ended up still keeping it after that mm-hmm. you know I, I'm glad I, I can't even believe I, I remembered that story but that's what I was thinking of because nobody wants kids crying you know what I mean at their party yeah okay you ready for this one The critical mindset. Ooh, that's a big one. The critical mindset for uniting personal across all business units to steer the ship, which, you know, we we address this while celebrating diversity and recognizing individual contributions. I would love for you to just expand a little bit more on that philosophy. Yeah, well, see, that comes from, wow, that comes from the win. Okay, now that's that's my whole philosophy is winning versus success. Success to me is a man-made construct. There's no such thing as success. Okay, it's all about winning. Life is about winning. So when you're playing to win, you don't have all linemen. You have quarterbacks, you have receivers, you have running backs, you have linebackers, you have DBs. You have coaches, you have ball boys, and everyone is focused on win. Now, when you talk about success, like we want you to be successful as a team, that immediately talks about individualism. When you say we want you to win as a team, it immediately fosters collaboration or collaboration. And so you need different pieces and different spices and different flavors and different temperaments like spaghetti needs you know, uh, a good sauce needs a good sausage. It needs ambrigesa, hamburger. It needs it needs all of that. You know, and some garlic and some oregano. You need all the spices, and then you let it sit for a day. And you eat it the next day, and it's even better. But we don't celebrate performance in diversity. We want a cookie cutter approach, like it's a template, and you can't win like that. I get it. You know what's really funny. And you're saying life is all about winning. I never thought of it. Like, I mean, I, I, you want to, you know, feel good, you know. Um, it's all about how you feel. And I think the most important like, thing that why people do things is because one reason. They think it's going to make them feel good. But mm-hmm. I never associated, a, like, okay, not that you don't want to win things, but that that's what it's all about. Like, what... Why? Why well, did you think? Because, <clears throat> well, because winning is winning is one of the fabrics of our DNA, and so I will I will prove it to you. Okay. So let's say the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Once upon a time, Philadelphia Eagles didn't win a lot of games, and when they didn't win games, the stadium was empty. But recently, the Eagles, they've been doing pretty daggone good. And you can't find a ticket. You can't find a ticket. Why? Because people identify with winning. Okay? They just don't like winning. They identify with winning. And so when something's losing all the time, it's repulsive because it goes against the fabric of who we are. Another point. Gambling is a multi-billion dollar industry. I just don't know why I got to put my money down. Why? Because it's attached to your winning. When I was a kid... 
and I had my quarters at the video games. Oh my God, right? It's like Miss Pac-Man, Defender. I mean, I would play video games all day and kids play, they game all day. Yeah. Why? Because, why? It's because they, because there's something in them that has to win. Just the fact that we're having this conversation and whoever's having this conversation to nail this point home, they are, you are, we are one of one to two million sperm cells that fertilize the egg. Now, we weren't trying to say, hey, here's my business card and I have a PhD. We're like, no, nah, I'm getting to the egg. I don't care what you're going to do. I'm getting to that egg We're because I'm trying to win. And yeah. the games that we played were win-lose games when we were growing up. And then around the fourth grade to third grade, about the time you realize that Santa Claus is not real, yeah. they, introduce, they introduce another concept called success. And to be successful, you have to have good grades. To be successful, you have to live in this subdivision and you have to go to this type of school and you have to get this type of degree and job. And, and, so, and, 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 and so now everyone, everyone is chasing after this thing called success. But the problem with success is that it's not static, which means that you can be a millionaire in Philadelphia you, or you could be average millionaire downtown Manhattan, or you could be a broke millionaire in Dubai because it's not static. And so now for the rest of your life, you're chasing this thing called success versus saying, hey, I am winning. And the adversary to your win or the enemy to your win is the other part of you who wants to be average. Well, <laughs> do you think it's okay if someone just says, hey, I just want to enjoy life, feel good, think of themselves as average? you think that's okay? No, it's fine. Being, being, being average, thinking of themselves, is, it's perfectly fine. But the win in life... It's the fullest expression of who you are physically, mentally, socially, financially, and legacy. You see, we're not here to produce. We're here, well, we're not only here to produce, we're here to reproduce. Okay? Gotcha. And that, that, is, that is incongruent with nature. Nature produces and it reproduces. It produces an orange and in that orange there's a seed to reproduce for later times and later trees like humans reproduce in later generations the only fruit or that doesn't reproduce is a gmo and so somewhere along the line we've been genetically modified to stray away from really fulfilling things like maybe being a teacher or a missionary or just having just a normal you know nine to five, but I'm pouring into people. We strayed away from that. We put all of our time and energy into being something great. And that's crazy. You're here to win. So no, I'm not saying that to win, that you have to, you know, be the, you know, the zenith of life. I'm gotcha. just saying it's the, it's the fullest expression of who you are. In oh, I like facet. that. Now I get it. Yeah. That makes sense to me because you're right. Because someone's a full-time mom doesn't make them... Right. Perfect. Perfect yeah. example. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. in our society, a full-time mom, I mean, th that is one of the most, to me, because my amazing queen, that's my wife, 
she uh-huh. homeschooled our son till the sixth grade. Oh, wow. And, That's and a big commitment. No. Let me tell you how big that was. She has a business degree from Ohio State. She had a very good job, a business. She had a very good job at a large pharmaceutical company. She left that. Wow. And they, and you know, our in-laws was like, you know, you're on the fast track. You know, you could be a VP. You could do this. And Yeah, phew, yeah. I just told you he got in trouble for a detention, first detention ever. I mean, <laughs> that's, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's daggone good. And he's a senior. You know? He's a senior. I'm like, that's yeah. unbelievable. That's, and yeah, and because I, I do think homeschooling is, I mean, such such an undertaking. You know, yeah, and a big commitment and. Whatever anybody wants to say about it, listen, it's not it's not an easy thing to do. You know, you're all mm. in. Yes. You know? And so yes. hats off. And did yeah. your son enjoy that? You know what? Um, he loved it. He, he I mean he, he he absolutely loved it because it was like we are gonna learn about uh, the amazing accomplishments of Latino uh, and and the culture and we just didn't learn it in, in sitting in Ohio you know yeah. we may have spent two weeks down in southern Texas or we even went over to Mexico yeah. went to Vancouver you know so history lessons were on the go it was amazing yeah I like that I like that I I love that you guys did that and why switch though as of like you said till sixth grade was it because that was middle school. Well, um, no, we we prayed about it, and we just felt that uh, after we had prayed, it's like okay, he, okay, he's ready. He's ready to, you know, engage because there are a lot of qualities f- for a student to be amongst his or her peers. Yeah, uh, it's it's just, it's just you know it just helps them grow, um, and it helps them to you know navigate because. When he leaves high school and college, you know, he's not going to be in a homeschool environment. Yeah. 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 I think there's a lot of people that do that, to do the switch over. Did you have, were you friends with any other couples that did that? Um, No, maybe one. I mean, my wife knew, you know, a, a few people here and there, but. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, there seems to be more than one way to set people up for a winning life, isn't there, Sean? Yes, there is. Because, There's... yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. You go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, because, you know, as far as parenting and how you navigate as an adult to set yourself up, you know, with a winning life, there's a multiple ways to do it. There isn't just one way. There's so many ways. I, I always used to like to say, you know, when people say, oh, how to, can you run this successful business? And I said, if you took 60 successful men and women, you sat them down, they probably would all 60 say different ways. Don't you think? Yes. Yes. That doesn't mean they're not going to be successful at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you think about that, but I mean, I'm talking about they're not that there won't be different ways that they won't, but there are that many ways to be a winner. There are that many ways, you know, to, to do what's right by you, an individual or your family. I don't know how you feel about that. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm in uh, 
total, total agreement. I will say that there's there's a few fundamental skills that you have to have to really win in life. And, and uh, unfortunately, a lot of these skills aren't taught in school. Um, and w- one of the skills is, well, I'll give you a couple, is how do you handle, manage, and relate to people? How do you handle, manage, relate to problems? How do you handle, manage, and relate to paradigms? How do you handle, manage, and relate to money? If you can, I get it. If you can become a student in those four areas and learn and master that, then your chances of winning in life go through the roof. That's, you know, so what you're saying is, yes, there's many different ways to win. But Mm -hmm. if you have this solid platform, right, this basic foundation, Mm -hmm. you're set up. Yes. If you got a good offensive line, you could have an average quarterback. (laughs) Okay, good point. Good point. You could have a great running game, too, (laughs) if you got a good offensive line. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I do think that there's so many things that you can relate in life to sports. You know, there's so many ways to bring it back about how amazing it is when people are involved in sports. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. so many lessons in business. Don't you agree? Yeah, 100, 100%. Did you play sports? I was a dance major. That's, that's a sport. Yeah. That's, that's, good. that's, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. 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 So a little different, but the thing is, what I get concerned, what about the kids who aren't athletic? What do they do? Because there are so many lessons to be learned in sports. Yeah, well, um, fortunately in our society right now, there are ways and there are activities that can be sports-like. You know, like playing chess is awesome. Um being involved in online communities that have certain activities uh, is actually awesome. Uh, but I really don't know what to say about a student that has never had that experience. Um, yeah. Um, but but there are there are millions of them out there, and there's millions of them throughout life that that have done quite well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. I know. Um, my son played sports up to seventh grade and then he said, that's it. That's not his thing, but has other interests. Do you know what I mean? And, Mm -hmm. but he still had that even, you Mm -hmm. know, through seventh grade. Yeah. I mean, um, not didn't continue on, but you know, it was something. So, yeah. So, so, so I think that the key is collaboration, cooperation and collaboration. I would be more concerned if you had a kid that was by him or herself all the time and there was no communication, there's no collaboration, and then there's no com- uh, cooperation in learning how to manage conflict. That, to me, would be a major red flag. But if you can have that, that's, that, is a, that is a major chunk of what sports is all about, managing conflict, collaboration, cooperation, Good communication. Point. Yeah. Yeah. 
Do you go in and do you speak to schools? Oh, man, that's how I got started. And I still do. I, I probably knock out about 30 to 40, maybe 50 school assemblies a year still. Really? I love it. Oh, God, yes. All yeah, great? Yeah. I've, preschool, I've done elementary. In fact, this Friday, I'm speaking to pre-K, K, I'm speaking to uh, all, I'm doing three separate assemblies, and then I'm flying to Fresno, and I'm speaking three days of schools, and then I'm flying back, and then I'm going right back into corporate, doing some corporate speaking and training. Ooh, I like it. You're covering the gamut. Yeah, yeah. I love it. You, don't you love it, all ages? I do, yeah, yeah. Because if someone says, what's your favorite, you probably don't, do you, do you have a favorite? Uh, no, no. I, I, have, I have a least favorite, but uh, yeah. Do you I want to share? It. You know, no, I you tell you what. No, 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 no. You know what? It is what it is. Um, my least favorite uh, is, okay, it used to be my least favorite, but now I've gotten a lot better at it. But speaking to certain types of educators, certain types of educators, and the reason why um, that was a challenge for me is because in certain circles in academia they they look at credentials. Okay, gotcha. They need to understand that you have a PhD talking to me right now because you're unlearned and you don't know because of my research yeah. that uh, <laughs> No, that's so, a very good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So 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 you know, when I tell them, you know, I that I left high school with a 1.62, they're like, oh. (laughs) Right, right. But so now I've learned how to navigate that by throwing everything on the table, like, hey, this is who I am. I'm not you. I don't have your credentials. All I'm doing is giving my experience. And when I frame it like that, then they're like, okay. Right. Yeah. But at first it can be intimidating, yeah. Yes, yes, it is intimidating because I'm thinking of my fifth grade teacher right now as I'm talking to him. <laughs> oh my God. You're he's like, he's like yeah. you did not, you did not enunciate that word correctly, sir. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> and you know, I don't know if it's them or us, like, you know, are, yeah, you know, it's, are me. They, yeah. it's me, it's if me. We're being that yeah, harsh on ourselves or, or they're being, you know, no, that harsh, no. you know, it's me. It, it's, it's, you know, I'm having flashbacks of, you know, getting like an F. And like, that looks like my Spanish teacher. Ah! <laughs> yeah. So wait a minute. How did you even get to college with that? Because it oh, was it because of yeah. football? Well, no, no. Hex no. Um, hex no. All right. I had to have, you know, a certain level, a certain GPA. But the loophole is that if you go to a junior college... Then you can then go to a four-year university. And so I went to a junior college, and for about a year and a half, I was able to graduate like like a half a semester early. And then my transcripts legally transferred over to a four-year institution. That's how I did it. Oh, well, see, you figured out a way. Yeah, because you know, there's always a way to win. Ah, that's what I say. Just not one way. 
right? right. You take that to people that are resilient, you know, they, they can figure, okay, that way didn't work. Let's try this. And, 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 and honestly, that, that to win in life, we all have the ingredients. Think about this for a second, okay? I know that this is uh, probably program is coming to an end soon, but I need to leave this, okay? Because we all have the ingredients to win. Remember when we were younger and we believed in a 450-pound man that's going to come down your chimney and you didn't have a chimney, but you still believe that Isn't Santa that crazy? Claus is going to get yeah. it. That's called faith. You had that crazy yeah. faith to you're on a bicycle and and you keep falling and they keep picking you back up and you had the courage to keep pedaling until you learn how to ride a bike. Things like that, you still have that. It's in you. You got to get back on the bike and you got to keep trying and flying. Yeah. And you know what? I love that. Like you said, like how crazy is it about the Santa Claus? Like we really want to, we really want to believe like, and you think about it, you think, come on, you must have known, right? No, no, heck no. Dad, going to, I pulled my teeth for the tooth fairy, okay? <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yes, a couple teeth had to come out. Oh, I'm getting my quarter or dollar. Yeah. I'm dad, going to, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. We had that. Yeah, you're right. And you lose it, you can lose it along the way. Well, because they tell us what to do and how to achieve what we're supposed to achieve. Success enters and it strips us. Ooh. So if you were, give, I, have, I have to, we have to wrap up, but I usually get a bunch of questions before my guest comes on, <laughs> you know, and right, then right. I throw it out to them. Um, but we're running, we I could see we could talk for hours, but we got to wrap it up here. So yes, <clears throat> just the one question I'm going to throw out here. Okay. And it's to a working stay at home mom. And this is a very general question. Sure. Who would you advise or what book or it says slash blog website would you refer to me so that I can stay motivated as a stay-at-home working mom? Okay, I need you. I need everyone to hear this. Hear this answer, okay? I there's a lady in Texas named Danny Johnson. D A N I Johnson. Listen to me, okay? I own a security company. I was asked to do her security. I've been doing her security for over five years. Now, oh. as, her, as, as a person who does the security and contingency, I see everything. I see the good. I see the bad. I see the ugly. And I have... This woman has changed the lives. She was homeless at 19. She's a multimillionaire by the time she was 21. Wow. She has changed the lives of thousands of people, and nobody knows her. But she has teaching. She has a conference. She has one coming up in Orlando. She has a website. She has books. Get on her website. Get her material. It is life-changing. 
And I know a lot of the gurus. I know them personally. But Danny has changed my life. Wow. That's huge, dude. I'm glad that came up. Yeah. So, when did you meet her? I met her over five years ago. Uh, she came to Ohio, and my church, you know, said, "Well, Sean, you know, you own a security company. Can you do the security for this person?" And I'm like, by default, I'm like, "No, I'm busy. I'm, I will be busy doing something." No, okay. Yeah. But, you know, something's like, you know what, Sean, you know, stop being selfish. You know, just get out there and help. I said, yeah, you're right. Because I'm tired. You know, when I come off the road, I'm I'm ready to go into a corner somewhere and sleep. You know, um, I'm tired. You know. Yeah. No, but I said, you know what, I'm going to do it. And I did it and I met her. And from that moment, we became brothers and sisters. And it's like, I, um. I know her. I know her. I know her personally. I, you know, I've been all every state with her. Um, I've been to Texas where she lives, her and her amazing husband, and uh, I've never seen her compromise what she teaches, not one time. Ooh, that is crazy, because like you said, you got to see all the behind-the-scenes stuff. I've never seen her compromise what she teaches ever in my life in five years. Wow. Yeah. I bet you send a lot of people to her, don't you? Uh, no. No? Because I'm not always asked that question. Wow. That That's unbelievable. And so you never, you weren't taking on anything, but something in your heart was like, you should take this on. Yep. Yep. And, and. Because uh, your answer is like, yeah, I'm just busy. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know what? This is going to take up the whole entire weekend. Yeah. Um. You know what? I'm just getting back from, I believe it was Sacramento, I, I think it was, and a day rest, and I'm doing this for, you know what? This is a lot. Spend some time with my family, you know? But something said, something said, you know what? Take your wife with you. And so my wife came with me, and she sat in the back seat, and the rest is history. Every, everywhere she's gone, stateside, 80% of the time, I'm there. Wow. Yeah. Every conference, I'm there. Unbelievable. Uh, I just looked her up, too. It looks pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, That I love hearing that. All right, guys, so make sure you write it down. All right, we're writing it down. <laughs> Danny. Johnson. Johnson. All right, we got you that. You know what you should do? You should call there and get her on one of your shows. Yeah. Maybe the Positive yeah. Bitch Lady Show. Yeah. <laughs> All day. Yeah. Yeah, it go, it's, it's, it's positive, but the B, the way it's crossed out, is Positive mm -hmm. Power Lady. So, like, okay. instead of being a bitch, it's like a power, Positive Power Lady. All mm -hmm. right, but anyhow. Second question. Ready? Number two. Go for it. What's one thing, and this is hard, but what's one thing you would tell high school kids who are dealing with a lot of stress and anxiety? What advice would you give them? Hmm. Wow. Um, <clears throat> I know that's a big I, question. Well, no, 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 no. It's, 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 it's okay. I would tell them to never 
never stop talking. When I do my school programs, bullying programs, I have something that I created. It's called the, it's called the stop method. And so I think that this is applicable in this situation also. And so the S stands for space. You got to separate what's happening versus who you are. And which is unfortunate because our society always try to tie the two. Always try to tie your actions to your identity. You got to separate that, okay? Create space. And then the TOP stands for talk to other people. Never stop talking. Talk to your friends, talk to teachers, talk to your parents. You keep talking and you keep processing. If you need to go to therapy, God, I, went, I wish I would have went to therapy. You know, talk to a therapist. You just never stop processing and talking because when you stop talking, you start internalizing. And that's, that's, that's when it can go dark. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and, and to let them know, let them know that it's okay. To struggle. It's okay to have thoughts that, you know, it's fine. It's, you're human. Let's talk about it. Let's process it. Let's move past it. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I'm going to write that down at the top because you're right. The When you stop talking to people and verbalizing, it's you internalize it. Yes. And you we, we usually make it worse than it is, don't we? Yes. Yes. Always. Always. And then, and then yeah. And then, and then. I would ask them, take this problem, how big would this problem be next week? How big would this problem be in five years? Yeah. How big would this problem be in 15 years from now? Okay? Give some context to your struggle. Got it. All right, last real quick question and we got to go. Okay. what, What is, we'll just take this third one. What is one of your favorite all time football memories? Let me think here. Oh, okay. One of my favorite all-time football moments and memories did not happen on the field. Uh, It happened in the locker room. And so we would have a way to settle disputes in the way that, because, yes, we did have disputes with all these egos in the locker room, right? Yeah, we know. uh, So what we would do is that we had a mock court session. And so um, they usually... The linebacker, he was the plaintiff, and he would yell, hear ye, hear ye, real loud, right? And the oldest offensive lineman named Jackie Slater would come, and they would set up court. And it was real. I mean, it was like deposition. It was like motions. I mean, these guys studied the law. It was crazy. A defense attorney. And you would be sued. Like, let's say that they all went to a club and there was this girl that he liked and he, another guy moved in, you know, he would file charges, you know, and it's like, I'm suing you for $5,000 and the use of your bins for the weekend. And they would go through the motion and maybe they'll settle out of court or something like that. But yeah, I mean, it was the real, and I loved court session. It was so awesome. That was the best experience. That's hysterical yeah it was it was it was hysterical but it was very necessary that there was a system that to actually handle conflict Um, and how often did they have here to hear (laughs) it was weekly sometimes it was like you know what i cannot believe you took that cheap shot in practice man i mean that hurt you you know what i'm going to the here and i'm filing charges against you bro okay i want seven thousand 
And they would look at film and they would evaluate evidence and motions and everything. <laughs> That's one thing I've never, ever heard. And I've been around a lot of athletes. Yeah. I, yeah. That's crazy. Now, do you think it was just your team that did that? You, you know what? I I have not seen that replicated on any other team. It was just the Rams. Yeah. The Rams had court. And it was real. It, it was it was like you didn't get on a line because the linemen were like the bodyguards. It was serious. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Do you think they still do that to today? I don't know. Like 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 one day we were supposed to, like all the rookies, I was a rookie, were supposed to bring fresh donuts every day for the veterans. Okay. Each rookie has a day that he brings donuts. And so oh. one day one of the uh, receiver rookies decided he was gonna go get the donuts the night before. And he brought them in the next day, like, here, fresh donuts. And one of the uh, uh, veterans took a bite of that donut and was like, this is not a fresh donut. (laughs) (laughs) He went to the plane and he was like, here, yay. Oh, (laughs) my God. And he, I can't tell you what happened, but he was severely punished for that. It was you got to be kidding me. I'm dead serious. He was punished for that. Oh, yeah, you don't, listen, you don't mess with the donuts and orange juice in the morning. That is bad for you. It is so bad for you. That, that's another thing I didn't know. It was so bad for you. It's just, it's just, it's just small things like that. You don't, you don't do that. These guys are like grumpy. They like would eat the fresh, a fre- nothing like a fresh donut and fresh coffee or orange juice in the morning. And you want to mess with that? Oh my <sighs> <God>. <laughs> it's not fresh. <laughs> it's not fresh. <laughs> well, he was just thinking, you know. Oh my God. I don't have bad. to get up this early, right? It was bad for him. <laughs> this is all I can say. I can't really Wait, talk about and this it. is really funny. And these are your one of your favorite moments. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was it was awesome because just to see this yeah. system in place that handled yeah. conflicts at that level was just amazing to me. Yeah, I, 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 I could I could see that. Oh, uh, uh, well, I th- we're going to have to wrap it up, dude. I okay, mean, it's no we, problem. We kept going, and I think we could keep going, and you would have a lot of fascinating yeah. stories and inspiration for everyone, and I'm so happy you're doing this because I do agree. It's, it's really going to touch a lot of people's lives. But before we go, is there anything else or anything you want to get in that we did not get in? Yes, last, this, yes, yes. In life, in life you will get knocked down, okay? You will you will get disappointed. You will get knocked on your back, sometimes on your neck, man. But when you get knocked down, if you can open your eyes, if you can look up, baby, you can get up. You keep fighting. To win in life, all you need is grit and knowledge. Wow. I'm so glad you left us with that. That was a good one. All right, Thank people. You. you heard it here. Words of wisdom by the Sean Harper. And you know what I say. Till next time, have fun. Not just be kind and loving to others, but be kind to yourself. Yes. And you know what I'm going to say. Toodles. Thanks for listening. 
Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.